Welcome to the official ABA Law Student Podcast, where we talk about issues that affect law students and recent grads. From finals and graduation to the bar exam and finding a job, this show is your trusted resource for the next big step. You're listening to the Legal Talk Network. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the ABA Law Student Podcast. My name is Ashley Baker. I'm a 3L at Southern University Law Center, where I'm the editor-in-chief of the Public Defender newspaper, and I'm also a former delegate of communications with the Law Student Division. I am so excited for today's show. We have a new council. The 2019-2020 Law Student Division Council will be led by Chair Johnny Wynn. Johnny is a 2L at the University of Colorado Law School, where he serves as his class president, competes in mock trial, and teaches constitutional law to high schoolers in underserved communities through the Marshall Brennan Constitutional Literacy Project. We also have with us Julie Marrow, the new Delegate of Communications. Julie is a 3L at West Virginia University College of Law, where she is Vice President of the Federal Bar Association and Secretary of the Student Bar Association. And she will graduate this May, this coming May, and will pursue a career in civil defense litigation. Johnny, Julie, thank you, and welcome to the Law Student Podcast. Thank you for having having us. All right. Now, I know I just gave a brief introduction, but I also want to give the listeners a chance to hear directly from you. So can each of you tell us a little bit about yourselves and what prompted you to go to law school? Johnny, let's start with you. Ashley, thanks for the introduction. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm really excited to be here and uh, we have an exciting year ahead of us. Just a little bit about myself. I'm I'm born and raised in Denver, Colorado. And why I went to law school really came from the inspiration of my parents. Um, Both my parents immigrated to the United States after the Vietnam War and they came here as refugees. And just growing up, they instilled in me a lot of the privileges I've had just by being born in the United States. And just being born in the United States um, with that privilege, I learned to just maximize that and really create as much opportunity for me uh, and my siblings and my family and then for others around me. And for me, that was to kind of chase the American dream and to go to law school and uh, open doors for others. Wow. Your story is is so inspiring. Um, And I know there are tons of law students across the country that may have similar stories or find inspiration from just you sharing that with us. Uh, Julie, how about you? What prompted you to go to law school? Sure. Thank you for having me today. Uh, My story might not be quite as inspiring as Johnny's, but uh, I'm Julie Merrow. I'm born and raised in Morgantown, West Virginia, where West Virginia University is. And I went here for undergrad also and was really involved in student government and developed a love for policy through that experience. And so I originally went to law school because I thought that was a good way to um, get in the, the public policy sector. And I thought that was kind of the most efficient way to, to make change where you see uh, that there's issues or could be improvements. And I got into law school, never wanting to work at a law firm or do any of that litigation stuff. And then I got an opportunity at a firm and, and loved it. And I'm excited to pursue a career in litigation, but um, hopefully do some policy and lobbying and uh, other fun things like that on the side. And I think that um, it's been really neat with the, the law student division to find a way to tie in my 
communications and public relations background uh, while in law school with with the work that we're doing here. So I'm really excited for this year and looking forward to working with everyone. Awesome. Awesome. Let's turn to one of those policy issues. At this past ABA day, one of the major issues that was discussed was student loan debt. Johnny, this question is going to be to you. Student loan debt is a major problem for law students. Uh, Studies show that 80% of law students take out student loans to attend law school. On average, those who graduate from private law schools incur debt of $120,000. And those who graduate from public law schools incur $88,000 of debt. And these sums are in addition to the $30,000 of undergraduate debt. As chair, how do you plan to address this issue in the coming year? That's a great question, Ashley. And I really appreciate you asking that because I think that's uh, probably one of the most important issues facing law students today. I think uh, there's no way I can answer that question without touching on the public service loan forgiveness program because I think that's one of the most immediate ways to make a change here. I want to touch a bit on kind of where the country's politics and litigation is right now on the public service loan forgiveness program, and then I'll, I'll talk about uh, kind of my plans. So in 2018, uh, United States Secretary of Education, Betsy DeVos, and the United States Department of Education, they rejected over 99% of the applications uh, for the loan forgiveness program. That means that only 661 of the applications out of 54,000 actually got accepted. Uh, when this news dropped, I think the entire country was in shock because there were so many people who invested years of public service work with the anticipation of financial securement, but they didn't get it. And what really shocked me is where or what did the Department of Education spend the money that was allocated for this uh, program? Congress gave the Department of Education $700 million for this program, and they only spent $27 million. Where did the other six hundred and Seventy million dollars go, you know, and just this summer, actually, um, an article just dropped. Uh, it was about a litigation suit pending right now. The, uh, the American Federation of Teachers, which is a gigantic teacher union, um, they actually sued the Department of Education and Betsy DeVos for gross mismanagement and sabotage of the Federal Public Service Loan Forgiveness Program. That case's name is Weigarten versus DeVos. And there's actually a, a large team of law students working on that case. One of them is a good friend of mine. And so it's it's an important issue that we need to talk about, especially when law students, as you said, they're graduating with over six figures in debt and public interest, their hearts are made of gold, but the, the salary is not made of gold. So what's the law student division going to do about it? I have a plan, um, but before I share it, I, I have to give a full disclaimer that I have not proposed this plan with my counsel yet. And uh, my leadership style is to not move forward on any plan until I have my team's approval on it. Um, so these are just my thoughts. Last year, when Justice Kavanaugh was up for nomination, SBA presidents across the country signed onto a letter sharing their opinions to uh, the Senate Judiciary Committee about their feelings about Justice Kavanaugh. And it made national news because it just showed the ability or collective effort of law students across the country and how much we were willing to work together for uh, expressing an opinion that we cared so much about. And regardless of where you were on that political issue, you, you can't deny how impressive it was to see law student leaders across the country work together to fight, to, to, to fight for something they cared about. 
My plan is to use that same type of collective energy from SBA presidents and ABA presidents to lobby our members of Congress and securing and strengthening the Public Service Loan Forgiveness Program. Every year in April, the National ABA, they have a, a lobby day where law students and lawyers across the country come to our nation's capital and speak to our members of Congress. And from now until April, uh, there's just so many things that could be done in preparation for that lobby day. And I hope to work with my council to develop that lobby plan to more specifics and apply the voices of all students across the country as we work towards those lobbying efforts. As for those specifics of what those policy items will look like, at the moment, those are those are very moot and they need to be hashed out with my team and the ABA's government affairs team. But for now, I think there's a lot of things we can do in preparation, such as um, getting that letter across the country and really calling. In fact, any of the law students who will be listening to this podcast right now, I'd encourage you to call your members of Congress, too, and express to them the amount of depth that you're in and how troubling it may be for you to pay it off. Um, and just really talk to them. And so so stay tuned. You'll hear more from the Lost Division about this issue. And I hope you guys join this effort. Awesome. Awesome. Let's turn to another important law student issue. Julie, I'm going to pose this question to you first. Mental health. Mental health is one of the major issues that affects law students. Studies show that 96% of law students experience stress compared to only 70% of medical students and 43% of graduate students. The amount of law students that experience stress increases with each year of law school. And by the time we reach graduation, a number of us will be experiencing psychological dysfunction. Law students experience mental health issues at a higher rate than any other graduate student program. How do you plan to address this issue this year? Sure. Yeah, that I think overall, and Johnny can speak to this too, for our council, we were kind of all the consensus that the uh, the mental health issues amongst law students are, are, that's our number one issue for the year. And I think there's a lot of different factors that, that go into that that can be addressed and different ways and the student debt, how we just talked about that, you know, having this debt way over your head constantly, I think adds a lot to that stress. And then the job search is the other component of that because students have all this debt and they're searching for jobs and sometimes the job market isn't the best. And so those things together, I think, cause a lot of stress and anxiety and depression. And uh, one thing I've noticed, at least at WBU, and I think all schools are doing this, is there's a lot of programming, and it is good to a point. There's a lot of programming and uh, just activities going on at the schools to try to combat these mental health issues. But I think overall, some of the system has to change with the way, and not even necessarily ABA policy changes, but just school to school. Like, what really is stressing you out, and what's causing you to feel you know, secluded and lonely and depressed? And uh, I think some of the the system of the way that law school works and just, I don't know, the the day-to-day things that schools do. And it seems like there's more and more of a burden on students. And it's like, you know, you need to do this, this, and this. You need to have this GPA and this resume and do everything perfectly. And if you have a slip up, well, you're probably not going to get a job. And that's not the reality of it. And I think the way, at least in my experience, and I mean, WB has been wonderful to me and I've had a great experience here, but I think the way that some things are presented to students uh, needs to be corrected and just overall 
uh, the setup with certain curriculum and, and not the classes, but more the schedule. And just, I, I think that people are trying to do a lot of different things at law schools to uh, help law students, but it's like you just need to fix the way that some of the programming here is running and the structure of certain things. So I think it's twofold. And like I said, there's a lot of different components, but I think the the job market and educating students on how to get jobs and how to be efficient with their networking and to make themselves really marketable and also how to decrease that student loan debt and you know get that off their minds as much as possible. Those are two big components to reducing the stress. And then after that, it's kind of a school-to-school basis of what's the big, what's really causing the students to be stressed here and what can we do to adjust that so that you know, maybe they're not feeling this burden constantly from other factors besides jobs and reading and, and debt. Johnny, is there anything that you wanted to add to that? Yeah. I, well, first, I just commend Julie. I, I'm just constantly impressed by Julie. She's she's an amazing member of our council who is just incredibly smart and is always doing my job for me, but better than I could even do it. <laughs> um, Julie really nailed it on the head. Yeah. Uh, with mental health. Um, I, all I would add really is just what our council is currently doing in regards to uh, a current, this is not announced yet, so I guess this is our official announcement if I'm saying this. this is a, We're doing a, a project that's going to engage all law students across the country. And what that project is, is a mental health t-shirt contest. Oh, wow. And what this will look like is it's a t-shirt contest that would that would have law students across the country submit their design and whichever winner that would be, we would pick uh, through a select criteria, and we would use we would use that T-shirt as a big kind of a national fundraiser. And all 100% of those proceeds will actually go to the Commission on Lawyer Assistance. Actually, I don't want to butcher the acronym. It's the Commission on Lawyer Assistance Programs and the Fund for Justice and Education. All those funds will go there to help budget towards uh, wellness initiatives that uh, those programs are doing. And the reason why we're working with them, it's because while mental health is certainly a big priority for the law student division, we are we would be a fool to think that we're experts in this area and we need all the help we can get. Yeah. And uh, there's no shame in getting help. Yeah. That's part of this this initiative. Yeah. Other things we're doing is um, character and fitness questions uh, and, and modifying that. Um, in 2015, an ABA resolution passed, and I apologize, I can't cite the exact number of that resolution on the top of my head. But essentially, it was to encourage um, Supreme Courts of every state to remove any questions that ask about mental health on the character and fitness portion of the bar fitness. Mm -hmm. And the reason for this is because law students who learn about these questions, they may be less inclined to go seek mental health help, and it just creates a whole new barrier, and we don't want to do that. The argument that some uh, lawyers uh, who are opponents of that resolution I've heard them argue that Supreme Court should be filtering out which people should and shouldn't practice law on the basis of mental health because we don't want people to practice law if they have these conditions. Um, my response to that is that mental health is different for everybody and everyone walks their own life. There is no objective standard for what that should look like, and it should be at the people's discretion to whether or not they should practice law. So that's, that's what the law division is working on. And thank you so much, Julie, for, for handling that so well. You are amazing. That's awesome. I am really looking forward to this um, T-shirt contest personally. 
Are there any other issues that you all as um, the new council plan to address this year? Um, Yeah. Collectively on the council, we've talked about a myriad of different issues that we want to address. These, I admit, don't have like hard concrete plans yet because the council just got gallowed in last month. (laughs) But one thing I really want to address, and we need to have more discussions about how we're going to address this, but it's about addressing um, sexual harassment and assault in the workplace. When I was campaigning for this position, I was very adamant about being unapologetic on this issue. And it's something that I'm going to definitely take on myself and work with other commissions to really hit this issue hard. And admittedly, I don't know how Mm -hmm. at the moment, but it's definitely going to be an issue we're going to explore. Okay. Awesome. Julie, this next question is to you. The law student division and the ABA in general have amazing opportunities for law students, including scholarships, internships, and leadership positions throughout the association. How do you plan to market the law student division and connect students with these opportunities? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that that question sort of sums up my whole platform that I ran on when I was running for this position. I think how you said there are so many opportunities and the ABA is such a great resource for law students. And so many students don't know about it. And I didn't really know that any of this existed until six months ago. So I think that uh, we've been working already with the magazine team, the blog team, the social media team. And uh, I think we'll be doing a lot of collaborative efforts this year to have different themes and really push the same message again and again to students and hopefully increase uh, our following as far as social media and the podcast goes. And a big, I think our biggest resource is the uh, ABA representatives from each school because they are that voice to their peers in their class and the, the classes above and below them uh, to let them know like what the ABA is and the benefits of the premium student membership. And uh, sort of, I think a lot of people our age and law students, you know, we want to know like, what can you do for me? What is this going to do for me. So I think just doing some very specific targeted marketing in a way and making sure that the message is getting to students of this is why you should be a premium member and this is you know why you want to because students hear about the ABA and they think, oh well that's just for attorneys. And it's like, no, there's the law student division, then you transition into the young lawyers division and this could be a you know a lifelong and career long thing for students and so I think promoting those benefits as, as best we can and uh, you know, trying to bring in, and we've spoken about this before, trying to bring in just the big, diverse group of guests to the podcast and featuring different people and areas of the law and magazines and trying to just have something that appeals to everybody in a sense. And that's a lot easier said than done. And some students will never engage and we can accept that and move on. But I think just making it as broad as possible and um, making sure, like I said, with the ABA reps and the SBA presidents too, that that we're keeping them in the loop and really using them as a resource because I think sometimes uh, the council might try to just take on something by themselves. And it's like, why would you do that when you have, you know, all the hundreds of law students right at your disposal who will make a simple Facebook post or a simple announcement at their school and I think using those resources as much as possible to just continue to to grow the following. Okay. Speaking of social media, 
<laughs> the next question is probably the most important question. How can our listeners find you on social media? Well, how they could find us. First, we have a, a website. And it, if you just Google uh, ABA Law Student Division, you'll find us right away with information and contact. But how you could personally find me is uh, my cell phone number is 303-931-4385. That's my personal cell phone number. And you can call or text me anytime you want, and I'll respond to you with a promise within 24 hours. That's, that's out there for everybody because I want to make sure that I'm being accessible and uh, there's a good channel of communication. So, Or add me on Facebook, too. That's also another easy way. <laughs> what about you, Julie? Yeah, I think social media seems like, at least with people our age, that's the the way to go. And so we have different, we have a Facebook page and the Law Student Division website. Um, obviously, Twitter, the the Law Student Division has its own Twitter. And a goal for this year is to make an Instagram account because I think, and Ashley, like I said, we've spoken about this, that a lot of people, they want to flip through stuff and see photos and hashtags and that sort of thing. So I think that that would be beneficial to us. And then you just push that out to the schools and they say, follow this account so you know what's going on for law students everywhere. And I think with the social media to uh, bring in more of what other schools are doing, I think that would really make uh, students want to follow those accounts more if they're like, oh, this is my my way to access what law schools across mm-hmm. the country are doing, get ideas and things. So you can add me on Instagram and Twitter too. I won't won't decline. Alrighty. I have thoroughly enjoyed this podcast and hearing about all the amazing ideas that you have and the initiatives that you are planning for this year. Um, thank you, Julie and Johnny, for taking the time to be guests on the Law Student Podcast. Thank you so much for having us. Yes, thank you. Thanks for all of your help. And I can speak for the entire 2018-2019 council when I say we are so excited about you guys and we cannot wait to see what you accomplish this year. Thank you. We have big shoes to fill. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Law Student Podcast. I would like to invite you to subscribe to the ABA Law Student Podcast on iTunes. You can reach us on Facebook at ABA for Law Students and at ABA LSD on Twitter. You can also find us and our student leaders at hashtag ABA for Law Students on Facebook and Twitter. Signing off, I'm Ashley Baker. Thank you for listening, and I will leave you with this quote by former Secretary of State Colin Powell. Leadership is solving problems. The day soldiers stop bringing you their problems It's the day you've stopped leading them. They have either lost confidence that you can help or concluded you do not care. Either case is a failure of leadership. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. Remember, U.S. law students at ABA accredited schools can join the ABA for free. Join now at AmericanBar.org forward slash law student. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of nor are they endorsed by Legal Talk Network 
its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.